At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, Oregon. It's Wednesday, July 15th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. The federal employee who critically wounded a 26-year-old demonstrator in Portland on Saturday is assigned to a specialized tactical unit of the U.S. Marshals Service. Members of Oregon's congressional delegation revealed the employee's affiliation on Tuesday in a letter to top federal law enforcement officials. The U.S. Marshals Service Special Operations Group is made up of deputy marshals from throughout the country. Those assigned to the group are typically involved in arresting fugitives, transporting high-profile prisoners, and providing security for federal court staff. The lawmakers demanded to know more about the federal government's response to protests that have roiled Portland nightly for nearly two months. They said they're especially concerned that the Marshal Service and other federal agents working the protests are taking direction from federal officials outside of Oregon. Saturday's incident is under investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice Office of the Inspector General. More than a month ago, Oregon's top health administrator issued an apology for not doing more to mitigate the disparate effects of COVID-19 on people of color. Officials said they would increase testing among people of color and issue $25 million in grants for outreach and contact tracing in marginalized communities. But it's not clear if those efforts are having any effect, and it probably won't be for months. In the months since that mea culpa, however, Positive cases rose sharply as the state reopened and people returned to bars, restaurants, and shopping centers. People of color make up about a quarter of Oregon's population, but two-thirds of the state's most recent coronavirus cases. They are more likely to be essential workers, more likely to be unable to work remotely, and more likely to have health issues that could be exacerbated by the coronavirus. Portland has seen a jump in shootings during the first two weeks of the month. Less than two weeks into July, police have responded to 42 shootings, which can include any incident in which gunshots are fired, not just those that result in injuries or damage. Last year, the average month in Portland saw about 32 shootings, and none more than 40. This comes as the Portland Police Bureau dissolved its 34-member gun violence reduction team, which investigated shootings, among public criticism that the team disproportionately targeted black residents. It was formally designated the Gang Enforcement Team. The team's officers have now returned to patrol work, and patrol officers are now responsible for investigating shootings. The uptick precedes the dissolution of the gun violence team, however. The city has seen more shootings in almost every month of 2020 when compared with the same month in 2019. Oregon workers who have waited months for jobless benefits may be eligible for $500 one-time relief payments, approved unanimously Tuesday by a bipartisan legislative committee. The money would be an outright grant, which recipients wouldn't have to pay back. It's not clear just who is eligible for the payments, though, and there's no process yet for how workers might apply. State administrators say it will likely be several weeks before anyone gets the money. 
Tuesday's proposal seeks to provide some aid for workers who have suffered financially, while Oregon has struggled to resolve myriad problems with its antiquated jobless claims system. Oregon has recovered nearly a third of the jobs lost in the coronavirus shutdown, as businesses called tens of thousands of employees back to work in June. But the unemployment rate remains at a historically high 11.2%. Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.